This is Brian Jodis, and you're listening to the PEFNC Podcast. Welcome to the PEFNC Podcast. Brian Jodis once again from the PEFNC Podcast Studios in Raleigh. And my guest today is Alex Granados from EdNC. Alex, how are you? I'm doing good, Brian. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, we're starting this podcast series and we're going to do a few things. You know, we're going to talk about what we're working on at Parents for Educational Freedom in North Carolina. We're going to hear from families across our state that have benefited from all sorts of school choice options and educational choice options. And also we want to just talk to other people in this education space in North Carolina. And so you work for a great publication called EdNC. So first and foremost, maybe tell us a little bit about what EdNC does for our listeners that maybe haven't heard yet, where they can find it, and then tell us a little bit about your journey to get there. Sure. Uh, Well, thank thank you for what you said about NNC. I've been working there for uh, a little over six years now, which is about how long the organization has existed. Um, I like to think of us as sort of an online newspaper, an online education newspaper, but but we're more than that. We have a number of reporters who, who focus on you know, specific areas of education, but then we also have policy people who who work on policy briefs and kind of looking at best practices for education around the country and in the state. Um, we've also, uh, in the last few years, branched out into higher education with community colleges. So, so we're trying to kind of cover the the spectrum of educational experiences in North Carolina. And uh, my journey is so. So when Education NC started, I was one of three people working there. We had our our CEO, we had the person who designed the website, and they had and we had me, wow. who was the the ground sole level. reporter, Real ground, ground level. level. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I was the sole reporter. I came on board. Um, I think two months before the launch of the organization, I was a professional freelancer at the time, and I had gone to meet with my now boss, Mebin Rash, to talk about freelance opportunities. And she said, well, sure, we have freelance opportunities, but we also have a need for a reporter. And would that be something you were interested in? And honestly, I didn't think it would be something I was interested (laughs) in. So I was like, education, you know, writing about, you know, schools, going to elementary. So I I don't know. I don't know that that's exciting. Uh, But I thought I'd give it a shot, you know. So I gave it a shot. And what I learned is that education is probably one of the most fascinating topics you can cover in news because it is a microcosm of every possible issue that any that people in the United States face mm-hmm. outside of education. It's all also taking place in education, and it has um, a, a lot more immediacy and a lot more impact because it has to do with kind of the future generation, the our future and how they're dealing with the issues that we have to deal with outside of school. Um, and so it's just, it's it's an issue where you're writing about education, sure, but you're also writing about equity and mm-hmm. you're writing about poverty and you're writing about disability. Just anything you can think of is included in there. Um, so it's just really been a fascinating journey. Um, and heck, at this point, I think I could probably do it forever. You know, you bring up such a great point because it does, it, it spans across so many different mediums, but it, but it is one thing that kind of affects us all, you know, and, and finds its way into our lives. So if someone heads over to ednc.org, what should they expect to see there and, and with what kind of consistency? 
Uh, well, they should expect to see new content every day. Um, there, so we have probably three or four reporters now, including myself. Um, I specialize in kind of state politics. So I cover the General Assembly, the State Board of Education, and, and that sort of thing. It's more of what you would think of as um, kind of breaking news or daily mm-hmm. news. Yep. Um, we have another reporter, Rupin Fafaria, who covers um, – equity and learning disabilities and literacy. And then uh, Liz Bell, who covers um, early childhood education. And we recently hired a new reporter um, who's just going to focus on community colleges. So you should expect to see news articles on all these different kind of uh, uh, segments of the education world on a regular basis, daily, weekly, Um, especially during the the General Assembly session. uh, You'll see stuff from me, you know, probably every day. Um, and then, like I said, there's also the policy briefs and, and something else we do, which is good for people to know about is we like to run what we call perspectives. Mm -hmm. They're essentially op-eds, um, written by, you know, pretty much anybody. We've run op-eds from you all. Um, we run op-eds from teachers, from principals, from state leaders, but also just from parents and from students, anybody who wants to, Anybody who has an opinion on something or an expertise on something that they want to share, they can contact us, and we're almost always willing to uh, to print what uh, what they have to say. So uh, that, that's a whole other aspect of, of the website that I think is good for people to know about. Yeah, what a great resource uh, for folks that are looking for sort of broad swath, every bit of how education affects North Carolinians uh, right there at your organization's uh, fingertips. It's Alex Granados. You're listening to the PFNC podcast, talking about ednc.org. So, Alex, you've traveled this great state of ours probably pretty much all over it at this standpoint. I think we've been on the road a little bit together in yep, years past right. covering National School Choice Week events, eating barbecue at different places. Mm-hmm. So any any stories, I know you probably have a ton, but any favorite stories just from your travels as as parts of North Carolina have you gotten to see or or feel or know a little bit along your way? Oh, I mean, it's, I, I've spent my life in North Carolina. I've been here since I was eight. And, um, you know, I never really understood the true diversity of the mm-hmm. state until I got this job and started traveling around. I mean, you can go from a metropolitan area to like deep southern rural area of North Carolina in like 15 minutes, really. And um, just from the coast to the mountains, the geographic diversity of the state is, is crazy, and it's reflected in the schools. Um, so, I mean, uh, some things that stand out as I think about going to the Ocracoke School, which is a K-12 school on Ocracoke Island that basically educates every single kid on that island. Sure. And it's like its own little world going there because you have to take a ferry on the Ocracoke and it's totally kind of cut off from the rest of North Carolina. And it's just this fascinating, quaint little little island. Um, but uh, as far as like education stories, uh, probably one of the first stories I worked on uh, that I'll always remember is a collaboration between a school in Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, and a community in Canada, North Carolina. And it was an information exchange. The kids from Cape Hatteras came down to Canada, where the kids there were farming. And the kids from Cape Hatteras would teach the kids in Canada about fish and fishing, which was what was big mm-hmm. on Cape Hatteras. Yeah. And uh, kids at Canada would teach the Cape Hatteras kids about farming. And it was just this fascinating kind of uh, cultural exchange between the two groups um, that I just always thought was a really neat project. Um, but what, what I think I would say the most about um, 
you know, traveling the state and seeing different schools is whatever anybody thinks about schools, when you go and you go into different schools of different parts of North Carolina, you see just how hard it is to really uh, kind of talk about education in North Carolina is one thing. It's not one thing. It is, it's a thousand different things. It's different at every school. It's different with every teacher. It's different in every community. And um, amazing things are happening everywhere in public schools and private schools and charter schools all over the state. Um, it's really amazing. Uh, everything that's happening in North Carolina. Yeah. I love it, man. I love that perspective and a tip of the cap for highlighting those stories as you go. Those sound like some really cool experiences. We've got so much right here in just this state. If you think about it, it's incredible. Uh, and you've even got my brain thinking, I'm, I'm getting ready to text my wife when we get off, like, we got to get out there and see more. There's so much in this great state of ours to yeah. go see and, and for you to be able to do it and, and look at it from the lens of education. It shows just the unique offerings that we have. So you've been close to it. You've been close to this subject matter for a long time at PFNC. Obviously, we believe in empowering parents with choice in education. So maybe what do you see the landscape look like, not just for education, but maybe for school choice? You, you know, you've been involved in in covering it. You've seen it from a policy perspective as well. Where do you think we go from here? Well, like I said, so I've been doing this for about six years now, and that those six years have been uh, years that have seen the legislature largely controlled by Republicans, um, and the Republicans uh, largely favor school choice. There's been steady expansion of funding for opportunity scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a creation of the education savings account, the expansion of the uh, um, disability opportunity scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I expect that as long as the Republicans remain uh, with the majority in both the House and the Senate and the General Assembly, you can see further expansion of opportunity scholarships. Um, and uh, I think th- the same is probably true of, of charter schools. You know, there's um, some push uh, from the Democratic Party and, and from some educational groups to, you know, maybe limit the number of charter schools. Once upon a time, we had a cap on mm-hmm. the number of charter schools, but it was lifted, I think, in 2011. And so now, essentially, anybody who wants to open a charter school can, assuming they, you know, can go through all the necessary the, processes and all that. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so there's been some talk from some groups about limiting that. But I think as long as the Republicans are in control, that's probably not likely. Um, and so for the foreseeable future, I, I think we'll see expansion of all these programs. Um, I don't think probably any of these programs will ever go away completely, even if uh, Democrats were to take over. Um, might see a little bit more uh, narrowing of uh, the who they're eligible for mm-hmm. or how much funding they get or that sort of thing. But they've kind of expanded wide enough now that there's a lot of people who rely on them. So it'd probably be difficult to kind of roll it back. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what I see on the landscape. Great insight from a guy who's got his finger on the pulse uh, of education across the state of North Carolina. Let's give you one fun one before we let you go. And we're so thankful for your time, Alex, for joining us to talk about everything happening at NNC.org. So we'll remind everybody here listening to the PEFNC podcast to go check that out. Alex, where can folks find you online if they want more information? Twitter, any of those places? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. So I'm at, at it's at a Granadoster, uh, which is I'll spell it for you at A-G-R-A-N-A-D-O-S-T-E-R. You can find my tweets in the uh, NC 
EB hashtag, mm-hmm. uh, which I recommend anyone who's interested in North Carolina education news should follow. It's up, it's um, up on my tweet deck every single day to keep an eye on yeah. what's happening. Yes, sir. And, uh, and obviously you can find me on the website, ebnc.org. Wonderful. All right. One more fun one before we let you go. If you could read only one blog or listen to only one podcast, you're on a desert island scenario and you've got apparently enough Wi-Fi for one blog and one podcast, what would it be? Does that have to be education related? No, it can be anything you want. We want to just, what are you listening to? We want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, so I'm a big movie buff and literally the only podcasts I listen to are people talking about movies. And my favorite one is one called Blank Check with Griffin and David. Uh, it's uh, David Sims, the Atlantic movie uh, reviewer and uh, Griffin Newman, who's an actor who was on the, the short-lived TV show, The Tick, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they just talk about movies and they're hilarious. And that's, I love listening to it. I'd listen to it all the time if I could. I can't remember exactly where we were going. And this is a little in the weeds, but we're traveling you and I together, uh, covering some National School Choice Week stories a few years ago. And you said, I'd love to sort of caravan along with you guys and highlight what's happening for National School Choice Week, which happens every January across uh, the United States. And we got into a pretty in-depth conversation about favorite movies, rankings, reasons why, right? And I yes. thought that was a rather interesting discussion because you, yes. you got a lot to break down. I will tell you this, had a little bit of time recently and uh, and caught up on Cool Hand Luke again. Hadn't watched it in years. And that's nice. always been in my top five and, and remembered a lot of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much to watch that classic. So I thought of you the other day when I was watching that and our that's conversation awesome. breaking down movies. That's great. Yeah. So does it hold up? Still holds up, man. Still holds that's up. Awesome. Good fellas for me. Still it has the number one seed. I told you that on that on that night. Uh, always been a fan favorite of uh, of mine. Uh, for you, favorite. Now I got one more for you. So, what is your favorite movie then? As a movie guy, can, maybe you can't even give me a number one because there's so many good ones. But uh, I can I can give you a number one. It's kind of a tie between Train Spotting and Clockwork Orange, which are both very weird movies. But yep. I saw them uh, I think in high school, and and they both just kind of. There was the first time I saw a movie and I was like, whoa, I didn't know people could do that in movies. So awesome. kind of opened my mind to the possibilities. He's Alex Granados of NC. So thankful for you joining us on the PEFNC podcast. And for more information, you guys can always check out at ednc.org. Thank you, Alex. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one. 